little welcome to dope as fuck goddesses podcast your host osayeke win and mindy mindy yes so um yeah i I guess so many. I guess so many. I mean, there's always yeah. There's plenty of things I guess we could talk about, but I guess the most obvious would be the election of the century. It seems like yes, the big news of the week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 A sigh of relief for a lot of us. Yes. Oh my goodness. I think there's probably a lot of people that were holding their breaths, not mm-hmm. breathing, and mm-hmm. just in such a tense state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could feel, I mean, obviously, <sighs> me and my my friends and you and everybody we know who is empathic and was feeling all of this whole week were all relating the same message that like they were just sobbing out of nowhere that everything felt really hard to carry and super heavy in the chest Ugh. and there was a lot of like releasing tears you know even even of joy uh later on right but yeah it's been it's been a week it's been a week. And, you know, there was also a time when I had to question if I was being, if I felt numb, if I had gotten numb, just because, mm. you know, I wasn't sure if, is it that everything has gotten so overwhelming that I just kind of numb out? Or is it that as an African-American that I'm so used to getting shysted that I just am like, hmm, mm. you know? Yes. Yeah. Or is it that? Yeah, I can get angry, but I don't until the. I mean, I guess the election was really going to be the telltale, you know, of, of do I need to act, or do I, or can I chill, and have being in that kind of limbo of like, what's going to happen? What you know? Because depending on the depending on the the result, for me at least, my life was going to go one way or the other, like completely drastic. I had plenty of thoughts of like, if Trump wins, I'm leaving. And like, yeah. what does my bank account look like? <laughs> you know, and like, yeah. am I going to start, you know, or if I stay, I'm going to have to fight, you know, and like, yes. what does that look like? Or if Biden wins, so I can breathe a little bit. But not knowing what was going to happen was kind of like, definitely in this weird state of being. Yeah, the uncertainty, the un- uncertainty, like, mm-hmm. <sighs> man, it hurts my chest. So d- I guess my question is to, that I'm wondering for you is, did you think that it was going to go one way or the other? Were you sure that it was just going to be good or bad? I really, there was a very strong part of me that felt like Trump was going to win. Yeah. I really felt that. Yeah. And so Biden winning came as 
a surprise, a plus size, you know? Yeah. And I know that for the last few days before it was officially announced, you know, people were really like shocked about how many people voted for Trump. And I just yeah. wasn't, I just was not because for me, I'm surprised it's going the other direction. And I, and maybe That's some of that, funny. yeah. How no, did you feel? How did you feel about it? Oh yeah. That, oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yes. <laughs> that's funny. That's exactly. So I, I realized after I started seeing images of Biden being announced as the president, um, I realized I hadn't visualized that before. Mm. so it was some it, like when I saw it in in reality I realized that I had not seen that in my mind before that moment um mm. that I had seen four more years of the fucking shit we had already dealt with mm. so it was in the moment of seeing him announced right like like seeing the memes or seeing the um the articles like the news articles everyone was sharing so that's another thing I don't have like live news in my home mm-hmm. I only have like streaming or Same. NPR I have to mm-hmm, I have to go seek out the news so of course my first my first finding of of him being announced was on Facebook <laughs> Oh. so it was like scrolling after scroll like just seeing his face after fate like it was every single person had shared that he won right like one mm-hmm. one time I got on Facebook and it was like everybody shared it <laughs> um, and so when I saw like again you know when I saw that reality when I saw that for my face like the first thought I had thought was I didn't I did not see this it didn't visualize this like this was not something that I was 100% sure of mm-hmm Seeing Trump as president again, I could visualize because I had already been dealing with that. So yes. I had seen that over and over. Like, oh my God, I don't want that. Oh, I don't want that. So I was doing mm. that thing where I was thinking so hard about what I didn't want. Yeah. Thinking about what I did, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so easy to do, you know? Uh, yeah, and we're our, trained our- that way. <laughs> Yeah, totally. We're trained that way. And then you couple that with the fact that both of us live in the South. I mean, I can't even, I don't even know the last time Tennessee was even blue, uh-uh. if ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So I feel, you know, I'm not, I probably shouldn't, really shouldn't speak for you, but I can totally understand the concept of like not even considering or visualizing what a Biden presidency for your term would actually look like in our environment yeah right it totally makes sense uh-huh. yeah there's so many trump signs this year that i've just been like overwhelmed with hopelessness <laughs> 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 like oh my god there's too many <laughs> we're fighting a losing battle oh my gosh definitely i yeah i concur with that with that sentiment <clears throat> definitely and you know the last the last few weeks i started watching videos and clips of trump supporters and i started off watching mostly white trump supporters just to kind of get 
an idea of what they were thinking. You know, I wanted to really understand why a person would vote for Trump again and what their mind frame was. And then I, then I eventually started watching more about African-Americans that were choosing to vote for Trump. And I think that also played into like, oh, it's going to be another four years for Trump because right. the, the people were, they're so headstrong believers of him and what he has done on an, for them economically. Right. It was very much economic based. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, besides the whole abortion issue, which is not something that I, oof. but yeah, that's, that was like a common thing that I saw. And I was like, okay, well, when you're dealing with somebody's pocketbook, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to not, to, to persuade them otherwise, basically. <clears throat> I mean, of course, there's also the racial aspect and we have plenty of people who are just racist. Right. But I think that there's something to be said for those who may not view themselves as racist, but still view the idea that the economy and and their pocketbook supersedes the issue of human rights, whether it's racism, whether it's the abortion, (laughs) women's rights, women's bodies, LGBT, none of those things could put, none of those human rights supersedes my, uh, bottom line whether i'm a middle class person or a rich person right or even poor for that matter right (coughs) so yeah most definitely though like um i saw so i also know several dozen (laughs) um people of color or indigenous people who were voting for Trump and I was confused by that. I didn't understand that. Uh-huh. Um, and then also I feel like one thing that people are not understanding about an economy too, the money that is in their pocket is that it took a while to get to them. Oh, no. So it's like it's just the same way that it took a whole four-year term for Obama to clean up the mess left from the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. Like, Trump only spent a very short four years, and the economy was still rolling from Obama era. You know, like, our our economy doesn't just shut on and off with presidents, <laughs> <laughs> you know like we we, yeah. had this, we had this good nest egg and this good like spiral going and our money was going into good places and there was eight years of at least someone who was doing smart things within you know like think what you want about you know they all work for the same people right it was at least like a person who who had like a level head you know a gentleman mm-hmm. manners he was, you know, kind and he was at least trying to like do a little bit better than how he found it. Um right, right, yeah. Right, right. He wasn't just tweeting all day. He wasn't just angry at everything. He wasn't just in it for himself. Uh-huh. I feel like people gave him too much credit. Like he's only been in there 4 years. 
he is only destroyed, right? Like every bill that he's passed has undone something, not created a new thing. Uh-huh. I had a conversation with someone who told me that they found out that Trump had protected some of our national parks. Okay. Like, like passed a bill. Like they were telling me that, well, you know, I found out that Trump was a good guy and him and Melania had uh, signed some bills that protected our national forests. Hmm. But I was so confused by this. And right. And this is so, like my first question was like, well, where, where did you hear that? Exactly. Because everything, right. Because everything that I have been told or read or done my research on has showed how the national parks have shrunk in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Right. That he was like yeah. selling that land off. Yes, I'm like okaying, you know, piping, you know, drilling yes. and whatever else manufacturing that that needs to be done to those national forests to be to be approved. So it comes down to again how the election was rigged in 2016 and people say that like it was hacked by Russia where it it wasn't like hacked. They didn't like hack the computer and change the numbers did was right. they put the inf- you know like this is information I feel like us and probably all the listeners already know I hope anyway um, you know it was that they were purchasing ads and putting information in front of people that that fed what they wanted to hear right that was pandering, mm-hmm. pandering to their beliefs yes so you know so so then i start seeing like okay how can someone i know and love be voting for trump you know they've only seen like the worst of biden and they've only been told the best of trump like my friend who was like i saw how they signed a treaty to protect the national forest and i was like probably after they unsigned the treaty sold some (laughs) land and then they re-signed a bill to protect the land that was left, so they looked like the good guys. I could totally see him doing that. Because I was totally. Like, I was like, where did you get that information? Because that's that's not the information that I have, and I try my best to to listen to neutral parties. Uh-huh. But but I'm sure that you know propaganda is being put in my face just supporters absolutely absolutely it reminds me of you having me watch social dilemma oh yeah and and that they talk about that in Mm -hmm. in that documentary you know about how like depending on your region and where you live you know they're going to put certain google's going to put certain information in front of you when you search you know right the same word to into the which blew my mind first of all like I was watching that and I thought how like I couldn't even fathom the justification for doing something like that, that you would deliberately give me misinformation or, you know, not the total information because of the way where I live or because you have me down as an African-American young female, you know, like that. I, I felt so shisted. Oh yeah. Of knowledge. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are other people out there seeing different 
ads or different job opportunities or different sales coupons, depending on who who they are, who they know, what they like, what they buy, past purchases, you know. So it's mm-hmm. not about like, you know, the rest of us are like, oh, let's go on social want to hang out with our friends and we want to like the things that we like so that people will know what we like or that we can Uh see those people and then you start to note it then you start to learn like you are you are you're you're the um you're the thing that generates the money right you're the thing that generates money for them so Oh, I just, I like, sometimes I feel like a cow on machines. Oh, that's a horrible visual. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. That is horrible. But I get it. Oh, that I, I almost can feel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even, oh, I don't even want to go there. Cause I can almost feel it in my body. And then I start seeing these memes <laughs> of like, you know, social media is an energy exchange and, you know, be careful, like what your thought, fo- what, like what state are you in when you turn on your social media? What purpose Ooh. do you have when you click that button? Like, do you have an intention uh-huh. before you get on there? It's the mindfulness of it that is the mindlessness the mindlessness of it where yeah yeah you're just like uh drone turning it on going through the motions and like that social dilemma it's like you turn it you get on and check your email you get on check facebook then you go to instagram then you go to snapchat then you go to the thing then you go back then you go back and you're like and it's just like that loop yes yes and you know what it creates a trance state it creates like a trance-like state where I feel like that's when you can really access the subconscious mind. And that's when we get into all the programming. Yeah. It may, I mean, when you think about it, like it makes perfect sense how they would make it that way. It makes perfect sense how it would be addictive. Right. Because you, it, it, you go into that, like when you get into that mindlessness and that trance state, anybody can, um, give you information that gets suited, rooted into your subconscious mind easily. It's like the perfect psychological research. Right. Right. I mean, it's... And you're oof. already on there looking for people who are like you and like the things that you like and yes. businesses. So for the reinforcement. Mm-hmm. You're, you're looking mm-hmm. for the commonality. You're looking for the community feel. You're looking for all the people who agree with you. Uh-huh. And then you notice. That's that very you, dangerous. Sorry. What? No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I interrupted. Well, and then, and then you notice how you don't, you don't see. <laughs> you like half of your friends list or like 92% of your friends list. Right. You only see like the <laughs> same 12 people <laughs> over and over. I would be getting so irritated. I would get so upset. As of late, and I'm like, all I'm seeing is so and so and so. I mean, literally, nobody else. Are you you fucking kidding me right now? Excuse my language. I really the dopest fuck out of this. I'm like, are they gonna cut us off if we curse? No. But yeah, I was. Getting... 
that would get on my last. Do you really think that I want to see the same person, the same two or three people on their posts every single day? Right. Really? No. You know, and it's the same. Following people, just like so you see something else. And I'm on it so often, and I only see the same people that I see their post over and over the same post five times when mm-hmm. I go in there because it hasn't changed in a couple hours and it's the same people yeah. and so I'm like mm-hmm. I've seen this three times I've already liked it it's still here <laughs> right. what am I checking for what that's, am I looking for what am I looking for and that's then that that validation yeah notifications Yes. How many people have mm-hmm. seen my post? How many people liked my post? You know, mm-hmm. did somebody comment? What did they say? Like you're, there could be so many other things you could be doing that's more, that's, that's fulfilling, but you're stuck in that space right? of, of that val that cycle of validation, that cycle of, you know, trying to build up your self-esteem, but simultaneously, you know, fueling low self-esteem, you know? And I mean, it's just like, it's like a mind fuck. It became, yeah. for me, it became like a mind fuck. I mean, to this day, I'm still, I have deactivated my Facebook. Like that yeah. was the worst for me. And I don't miss it at all. Not one bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it feels really good. <laughs> when I detox, you know, when I take those breaks and just not care anymore, but damn it. They get you with the algorithm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Mindy, you have, I mean, you have your business, you're actively advertising your business. I mean, I had, I had gotten to a place where I, I wasn't necessarily advertising my business anymore. So they got more personal and yeah. I, it, it got in from that space. It just got to be too much, you know? And yeah. then the, there was like this weird, and this is going to sound crazy. And as a black person, if somebody, I might get <sighs> talk badly about this, but it's my reality. Like, while, when things are going on in the world or in our nation, Black Lives Matter or, or anything that's going on that warrants, you know, vocalization and activism, then I start getting into the whole, like, should I post something? Does it matter if I post anything? Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I and I definitely appreciate, you know, people sharing information. And, and that's how a lot of things get out more. I, I recognize some of the value of that. Um, but I, I had such an internal battle within myself about what to share, how much to share, you know, what would be the, what would people think? Is it worth it? Does my voice, I mean, like I went through a whole like mini existential crisis yeah. and it's got to be overwhelming, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you would think that it would just be so easy. You'd be like, oh, just post mm-hmm. this, just share your voice. No big deal. You know, but for somebody like me who is empathic and I am sensitive and I and I have anxious anxiety, it just became like really old, like it ge- became too much. Right. Right. And that's I feel a hundred percent valid and okay. I mean, I feel like that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love it when I step away from it and and for all those reasons, for all those like why are we comparing ourselves to each other if we're supposed to be embracing our uniqueness? Mm-hmm. Why does 
you know, one friend, you know, like this other friend's posts more than they like my posts, you know, like (laughs) things that just like worm your way into your head and eat away at you that are nothing like nothing. None of that matters. Most of the time, all the people you think are thinking about you are too busy thinking about themselves to think about you. <laughs> That's so true. And, and we're all walking around like, are they thinking about me? No, and they're, they're not thinking even about think- themselves. <laughs> Nobody is thinking about you, but you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I definitely was one of those people, you know? definitely yeah. was I, I still struggle you know like I still yeah. struggle and and yeah. again that social dilemma I get on social media and then I'm like you know to remind myself like you are not the kind of person who cares about how many followers you have hey um, yeah people think it's weird I will I will block weird followers <laughs> If, if someone follows me and their name is like John, Michael, and then a whole bunch of numbers and they have zero posts, but like 5,000 followers, like, or they're following like 5,000 people, right? But mm-hmm, zero mm-hmm. On Instagram. On mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. That'd be yeah. yeah. I block them. They follow me. I block them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's funny. I don't know. Like, I'm not. It's not like a number to me. It's not, I don't want to have 2,000 followers or 7,000 or 100,000 followers, right? Like, I will block the weirdo. <laughs> like, have less followers. I'll be like, oh, I don't need an extra follower. I don't know who you are. Yes. Sometimes I be getting those weird, I get like weird DMs from those type of oh my accounts. Gosh. Did I tell yeah. you about my WhatsApp? No, what happened with your WhatsApp? I don't know. I got these weird messages on my WhatsApp. Um, the air, the po- the phone code, right? Like the country code was plus ninety one, mm-hmm. which is India. Oh, but they were like, okay. they were like, you are a goddess or something. And I was like, do we know each other? And they were like, I don't know. You know all. Do we, do we know each other or something? And I was like. Who is this? They were like, uh, I was like, who is this? And they said something else that was weird. So I blocked them. And then a second number contacted me and said some weird shit that was the same, but different. I'll read what it. What in the world? But it was weird. It was that weird. is hella weird. First of all, I am a goddess. Thank you very much. I second am. Second of all, what you, yeah. <laughs> then, like, okay. You know what's up? Who are you? <laughs> right. Exactly. And then they're going to say, I don't know. Do we know each other? Or what did he say? Um, I have I to look it up. I think he said, I, and I say he, right? Like, I, I, immediately, okay. I immediately gender them because I think, like, <laughs> what woman is wasting her time? <laughs> <laughs> Messaging a random person talking about some you are goddess or something. Like, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like women are never out there creeping on people on the internet for just <laughs> random reasons. <sighs> By me, and I know that them. we know that women are, but but definitely we. I think we. I assume that all women are like me in in a way, right? So surely not. Okay, I'm pulling. <laughs> I'm pulling up 
the conversation. It says, <laughs> you're going to laugh. You are that divine force and energy who was worshipped since ancient times. You are the creator and destroyer. So I oh, said, yeah, you're the creator and destroyer. Okay. I read this to you. And then I said, yes. so now I'm telling the whole world on our podcast. You guys are welcome. <laughs> so then I said, who is this? And they said, I am a follower of you. And I said, do we know each other? And they said, I don't know. You knows everything. You are goddess. You are magic. What? Like you literally just messaged that you are a follower and then turned around and said, I don't know if we know each other. What? Yeah. And so then I was like, block. So then <laughs> <laughs> block ghosted. Yes, immediately. So then I got another message from another number again with the country code 91. So I don't know if this is like somebody I know personally, just like trying to creep me out or if this is really like some stranger. <laughs> that would be an epic prank. But you know what? If you've ever watched um, Catfish, I wouldn't put it past. Well, you probably have good people in your life though, Mindy. I mean, if you have friends like me, you clearly have a good taste in friends i'm just saying <laughs> so i don't think anybody would catfish you but people do that though yeah they really do like yeah. do pranks like that yeah <clears throat> which okay if if you're out there pranking me now is your time to come forward <laughs> but i'll just keep i'll just keep i'm just like okay block Okay, block. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely block. Major, major block. Are you serious? You're the creator and destroyer. Duh. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you and must then, be new here. <laughs> clearly, clearly. We don't know who I am, really. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm wondering how in the world he got your information because isn't what's that supposed to be encrypted? Or am I tripping? I mean, how 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 else can he find your information if you not already connect? But I mean, don't doesn't isn't it like if you have it as a phone number? If you have someone's phone number, then you can do it. That's what I'm saying. How do you get your phone number? That's what oh, I'm wondering. I mean, well, probably the same way that the fucking vehicle warranty people get my phone number i mean they call me every day about my vehicle warranty and i get on the phone with them and i'm like what vehicle what do they say and they're like what's your they're like oh i don't i don't have you have to tell me your information and i'm like no you called me and you told me that my warranty was up on my vehicle which vehicle I cannot. Man, I they cannot. don't even know who they're talking to. They're oh, like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "You tell me." You mm -hmm. called me about my vehicle. You said it's my last chance. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know right now. I gotta make sure that the warranty doesn't expire. Exactly. <laughs> Please renew my warranty. <laughs> Naturally, they don't know. Not a goddamn thing. Give us your social first. <laughs> They're like, ma'am, we have to know your social security number and your date of birth before we can renew your warranty. Oh my God. They really, I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. I would get calls for um, the cruises. 
Oh God. Oh my God. Those calls were crazy. I, I, I would get so many calls from various places that I started. Um, I ended up downloading an app called Umail, and some of my guy friends hate the voicemail, but I don't care. She sounds like this really pissed off white lady. Like, <laughs> have, you, have you listened to my voice message? I'm not sure if you've ever listened to it. I don't think so. <laughs> she sounded like a pissed off white lady. I actually had one guy friend who, when he would get through to me, he would be like, I do not appreciate your voicemail. And I was like, look. <laughs> He's like, I've been getting angry every time I have to listen to your voicemail. And I'm like, hey, okay, if you can find some sort of magic way to get these vehicle warranty, cruise line, uh, uh, scammers or whatever to leave me alone, I will be happy to give you a nice, pleasant black woman voice on the voice. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, I'm angry. <laughs> and I might be white. You don't know. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness gracious. <clears throat> I'm sorry for all the coughing. My throat is so dry. You think I just get a cup of water? You're right. I'm over here smoking, so huh? Light it up. I'm over here smoking, so light it up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man, we've what we've kind of went around the the world here. Yeah, like I said, it's been a week. <laughs> it has been a week. Oh my goodness! So, I mean, you know, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, <laughs> I think that the answer would be the same for both of us, but I was going to ask, what's one dope as fuck thing that happened to you this week? Ooh, that's a great question. So I participated in my first online breathwork session, which sounds weird because I am a breathworker. Um, but I had gotten to two reasons why I did what I did. <clears throat> the first is... I firmly believe that as practitioners, it's important that we continue to do our work and continue to learn and grow. And I currently don't have a space to go to to do breathworks, to get breathworks done. I'm always being the person facilitating a breathwork for somebody, but I need my breathwork as well. And man. <laughs> And I also want to start offering breathworks online. So I was like, you know, I really want to, I've done one before and it really went fantastic. It was a private, it was just one person. It wasn't a group. So um, there is um, uh, breathworkonline.com and the gentleman, Michael, who uh, co-founded the organization Neurodynamic Breathwork, he started offering the integrated breath or I should say holotropic breathworks online. Well, he calls it neurodynamic breathwork, but the foundation is holotropic breathwork. And the foundation of my breathwork that I do, which is integrative, is also built on the foundation of holotropic breathwork. Yeah. So hmm. I booked a session and that was on Thursday, this past Thursday. And it was so amazing. Mm. I... I just, my whole, I, first of all, I couldn't believe how effective it was online in the way that it was done, that it was done beautifully. And then my own personal experience breathing was so like monumental for me 
Um, I went in because I reckon I have been really working at owning up to my anxiety for years. I've definitely dealt with depression and I, and I thought I probably had some anxiousness, but not, not in a way where I'm like, no, I think I really drew truly have anxiety issues. Like the way that my mind works. And so recently I have been voicing it out so I can own it and accept it and I can actually work with it. Yeah. And so I recognize that part of the, the source of the anxiety, of course, is fear. I mean, fear is the source of a lot of, a lot of things. Um, But there was something in fear that I wasn't picking up on. I was, I knew that it was escaping me what I was afraid of. Yeah. So that was my intention going into the breath work on this past Thursday. And sometimes when you do a breath work session, you create your intention, but you never know where your psyche is going to go. The Mm. psyche is going to bring up what you need most healed at the current moment. And sometimes what we think we want and what we place in our intention is not what our psyche, what we actually really need in that moment, in the way that we put it together, if that makes any sense. So- but in this instance, I got exact, that was exactly what I needed. And mm-hmm. I discovered that I had a fear of life itself, which mm-hmm. blew my mind. Right. And I had this incredible experience of finding myself as every single element on earth and then dancing in the stars. And I was the stars, but I was also, um, uh, then this ethereal like ball of soul <clears throat> of light. Yeah. Well, spirit is because mm-hmm. I kept wanting to call it light in the journey. And I, and I kept getting corrected that it's my spirit. Yeah. And so there is me walking as this human being with my spirit outside of myself as if it like, um, like as if I match with this body. Yeah. If that, I know it sounds a little trippy, but I know you get it, Mindy, but (laughs) audience out there, for those who are listening, I know this sounds probably really (laughs) trippy as hell right now, but it is a legitimate experience. I really (laughs) saw my spirit outside my body and we really were in the motherfucking stars walking and shit. And then we found (laughs) Exactly. And I found myself back on earth and just really connected with the, my spirit body and, and, and what I'm here to do and and it really for the first time I really really truly grasped the depth the depth of the concept of being Mm. and so I came back into earth as my being as in this being state Mm. and I was with my grandfather and I was with all these animals and the trees and it was just beautiful I was more for one second I'm a beaver next second I'm the tree I'm a flower I mean just beautiful beautiful like connectedness and then I find myself at my death at my funeral and I'm looking at myself in the coffin my last like my body is resting and I feel such immense love for myself in my spirit that I had done exactly what I was set out to do. And I loved myself and I loved my death and I was happy to die. And I knew that I was going to be back in a different form with an, in, in another mission to bring forth the, you know, 
experience of this of this journey of of the of this life that we're dropped into you know and i felt such overwhelming acceptance for the for the whole thing damn and i got out of that breathwork session and i was like yo i can't that was one of the best i have done over 300 hours of breathwork whether it's myself breathing or i'm co-facilitating or i'm the sole facilitator and that was right. literally one of the breathworks i have ever personally experienced in wow. my life that was my highlight of my week fuck the election yeah Big, the motherfucking spirit walking yeah. in this earth and i know that when i die that's way better I, yes yep that's pretty dope as fuck in my book oh my god dope as fuck <laughs> <laughs> man How i don't want to no yes boss listen you are a boss ass goddess okay you have yes you definitely have (laughs) (laughs) damn that was a journey for you i feel it that thank you for sharing yeah thank you for asking that was intense (laughs) oh I mean, my dopest fuck thing was that I took Saturday and went to play in Shelby Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't know that's like our our nearest forest outside of? Okay, but um, I don't know. So. It was just so needed. Like, it it was right before I found out about. It was right before the whole world found out about the election results. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a friend had asked me earlier in the week if I wanted to go hiking, and I was just like, "Yes." <laughs> After <laughs> everything that had been so much looking at my phone, I was just like, "Please take me into the woods." So. Yes. Just being like, you know, back, you know, with my feet in the dirt and being, you know, hugging a tree and feeling under my toes and oh, it was super, it was super needed, super grounding. I got out of my phone. I got out of my head. We like went off of the path and like you know Ooh. kept walking until we couldn't see the path anymore. And then I just like laid on the earth, like chest, heart chakra to the earth. Oh. Uh, and yeah, That's it was just uh, m- much needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't make a better saturday <laughs> like i couldn't like en- envision a better saturday yes um, and it was just, it was just i mean i i didn't know how much i needed it to until i was there until i got out of my car and it was silent and i didn't hear the city and i didn't hear and even it was busy um you know how like urban forests 
get busy. Like you could hear kids off in the distance or right, you know, yeah. dogs would bark every once in a while or something. But it was like, and you know, there was some traffic on the trails. But but anyway, it wasn't right. I didn't hear trains. I didn't hear planes. There was a helicopter. I wasn't stuck in traffic or hearing my neighbor's music. Like it was really mm-hmm. nice. It was really it was really needed and it was so dope as fuck. And I got really witchy and, you know, got really grounded. And I left a crystal out in the forest as a tribute. But that was my most dope as fuck thing. And like, yeah, the election was dope as fuck, I guess, but I'm Oh, connecting with our earth is definitely <laughs> yeah yeah doper and for I sure have, you know i have <laughs> deeper emotions about our election that we'll get into in in later episodes i'm sure mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah we barely scratched the surface yeah like yeah you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm so glad that you had that experience though in in the forest and <sighs> as busy as we get and and, and, and everything that goes on in the world like there's nothing like going back to nature physically right you know and so yeah. I was I'm just I was just imagining you like actually face down chest mm-hmm. chest down heart mm-hmm. on the earth mm-hmm. and just like I was like I don't even so care cool. about the ticks <laughs> <laughs> I was like if they come for me they come for me but I have to like <laughs> feel my body touching the earth Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, how often do we like lay down chest to earth? You know. Yeah, I mean, I've done it, but I had a picnic blanket in between. Mm-hmm. Me mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's definitely going to be on my list of to do. Sans picnic blanket. Yeah, like yeah. My chest and mm-hmm. down on earth. Yeah. yeah. I definitely love it when my feet are on the earth and I'm yeah. sitting on the earth and mm-hmm. there's just something really magical about and rejuvenating and yeah, magical, really. Yeah. So yay. Yeah. Yes. To, yes. Recharge. <sighs> yeah. So it was dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Living, living our dope as fuck lives. Yes. You know what? Um, you know, in the first episode, we talked about Memphis, and I just want to make one more comment about that, um, acknowledging the fact that Memphis is an urban area, has all these nature, access to nature easily, even though it's a metropolitan space. It's right. Not, it's a city. It's not rural. And that's that's one of the things that I love about Memphis, you know? Like, yeah. I wanted to move to New York years ago, and you know soon I just realized I can't I cannot live in the city without trees exactly you know and so big ups to Memphis for that as well right we have lakes and all kinds of forests I mean within an hour or two drives like there's Mm -hmm. so many to pick from and I mean Mm -hmm. it is a perk of the south you know it is but i mean how you would have overton square overton park that's like a mini forest this is down the block from me in the heart of the yeah. city yeah yeah it's part like again it's perfect for i just need to like you know be surrounded by trees and get out of my mm-hmm. 
you know, apartment or whatever with, with everybody being stuck inside, but you know, sometimes too, you got to go like two hours away. <laughs> yes. Yes. Where, yes. Like you said, you no, there was hear. no noise. There's yeah. Yeah. There's so, so for me personally living in Memphis, there's levels of, of getting out of the city. Right. So it's like, do I just need like an afternoon in Overton Park where I can walk on the paths mm-hmm. and be all right with that? Do I need to go to Shelby Farms where there's a little bit more of the woods, but it's not, you can still hear cars. You can still hear planes, right? Like yeah. you're still in the city and it's always yeah. busy. Or mm-hmm. it is, you know, like I said, like there's Shelby Forest, there's Arkabutla in Mississippi. We have a couple in Arkansas. Ooh, I, oh yes, Arkabutla. That's right. Babe. Yeah, Arkabutla. Which one did you mention, Arkansas? What do? Which one did you mention, Arkansas? Say it again. Well, there's a couple over here. So I was gonna. The next one I was gonna mention is that my favorite one is Petty Jean in Arkansas with the waterfall. Mm-hmm. But that I, one is I, like I, I think a two hour drive, maybe a little more. Okay. So, so for me again, so for me, there's like levels of like, how bad do I need to go away? Like, do I need to go into just like an urban forest for an afternoon or am I looking to like spend a whole week camping because I love tent camping. I love tent camping. I have never done tent camping. My best friend has tried for years. (laughs) She tried for years to get me to go tent camping. Yeah. And I, and one time I even bought some, I finally gave in and bought some gear and the gear, the little bit of gear that I bought cost me like $200 yeah. and I didn't even get, I didn't even get a tent. Like I hadn't even got a tent yet. Yeah. And I can't, but we ended up not happening and I was, I was happy with it. I was like, cool. <laughs> but, I, but now that was some, that was years ago, but now I would like to experience yeah. tent. I would, I would. I camped all through my childhood with my parents because you know like it was like if we couldn't afford to go to Six Flags or Disneyland you know my dad would pack up the station wagon and we would spend a week driving in the Smoky Mountains and we would just like drive all day and then at night we would camp at a campground and then in the morning we would wake up and we would drive around and we'd see all the scenic routes through the mountains and then when the sun was starting Ooh. to set, we'd find a campground and camp for the night. So it was like a cheap, you know, it was, and it was even cheaper cheap back vacation. then than it is now to camp. And so it was like the cheap yeah. option of like, all we're doing really is buying groceries and a campground every night. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it was gas. And those don't cost much. Yeah. Yes, I wish my parents took us camping. Yeah, so so then, mm-hmm. like me and my husband, we have multiple tents, multiple sleeping bags, all the <laughs> all of the like food gear. Like we have a um, stove and all of the little like plates and cup utensil sets. Mm-hmm. 
We don't play. You guys are set. Yeah, we love. Y'all you know. do not play. I don't play. Listen, <laughs> if if Russia came over here and bombed the United States of America, no, damn. Y'all y'all go y'all be just fine because you can just go in the forest and hide the fuck out of the camp. My ass, my ass is in trouble. So I need to learn tent camping ASAP. Yeah. No, we're good at roughing yeah. it. We'll make it. We'll make it through. I'll take you with me. Good. Good. I have several options. That's good. This is good. It's good to have options. Apocalyptic you know, I options. Can, I can go. Yes, absolutely. As a, as a, as a single urban black woman, yep. I need options. And, and all my options are white options. Yeah. Oh, no. I do have one black friend who is with the shits, with the business. <laughs> I could also go to him. Yes, that, that one black so, who knows how to yeah stay prepped. knows how to like you know build a fire. Yeah, stay prep. Yeah, I appreciate him for that. No, so <laughs> I mean, I'm the like the lazy apocalyptic person. I I really need to like get my shit together just in case everything goes to hell in a handbasket. I have a cooler. <laughs> That's all. All right, you're the cooler, and then I'll, I got the tent, so we're good. Boom. Have, oh, I have a sleeping bag. We have shelter. We have sleeping bags. Perfect. We have a cooler. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'll bring some ice. Ready. So, ready. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. No, that's cool. I I definitely do. I'm serious. I do want to learn about tent camping. I, I usually do cabin. I go to the yeah. cabins and I go seclude myself i do that so i do get like seclusion and whatnot but i still am very much comfortable in the cabin we'll do both you know okay we'll we'll ease into it we'll do we'll do a cabin for a few days and then we'll do a tent for a few days (laughs) i'm gonna be like all right i'll see y'all back at the cabin (laughs) i will stick to it for real yeah i really would and now my my best my bestie Shree, she's hearing this. She's gonna be like, "So you gonna go with Mindy? So so you gonna go with Mindy camping for the first time?" Oh damn! Oh damn! See, oh, you're gonna be in so much trouble. Oh my goodness! I'm just gonna make sure that she starts watching an episode. Yeah, uh, three. Like the first two are so boring. It's just us bullshitting about nothing. Yeah, you're gonna learn nothing. Nobody likes all. any of them. You know what? I was stuttering the whole time anyway. Like, I don't make any sense. Uh, here we are doing it. This is our dream. And now we're making a <laughs> podcast of us just talking shit. Yes. Yes. We just getting started. For real, for real. Let's get started. All right. You got anything else? All right. Before we close it out. No. no, I'm finna. I'm going to chill. So, no, I'm good. I hope that everybody enjoyed the podcast and that our voices are soothing. <laughs> like night, you know, chill jams radio yeah, or something. Slow jams. Like slow jams radio. And you just play us while you're working. Mm-hmm. Get a couple of laughs. Get a couple of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. girl, I, I know feel exactly you. what you mean. <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. Ashe. And so it is. Mm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how about you? Any last words? Yeah. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, again, this is just us being some dope as fuck goddesses. And uh, we're, we'll be here again. <laughs> yes. Yes. Come back and listen. And have a dope as fuck week. And remember that you equally are dope as fuck. Don't let nobody tell you different. And yes, that was bad grammar. That's because that's also dope as fuck. Dope as fuck. Ha, 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 ha.